Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a CEO strategist and coach for high profile female entrepreneurs and women of faith. I am so excited to bring my two guests to you today because they truly are the only people who have been with me, um, not only at day one, but before day one, because they were with me um, before I was with me. And I am just tremendously excited to bring their story to you today because I think it is one that you will want to hear after 60 years of marriage together, we are celebrating on this very day that this is airing their diamond wedding anniversary, which for those of you who don't know is 60 years. And as part of that, I am turning 51. And so this is a great birthday gift to me to be able to have them speak on the podcast, share with you and help impart their wisdom and their story to, so that it might inspire you wherever you are, whether you're married, whether you are not married and praying for marriage, whether you are not married and not sure you're praying for marriage, we know that it will make a difference for you in your life. And so I just encourage you to listen all the way through. I have yet to have a conversation with these two people that doesn't leave me 
changed afterwards. And so it is my pleasure to bring you Reverend Larry and Cora Van Slambrook, my parents. Welcome, mom and dad. Thank you. We're glad to be here with you. Yes, thank you, honey. And happy birthday on this day. (laughs) Well, thank you and happy anniversary. Thank you. you. I crashed their party nine years in and it's never (laughs) been the same. So (laughs) it was a wonderful crash. Well, I know all of my loyal listeners know that I have couples uh, start out by introducing each other. And so before we get started, I wonder if you would introduce the other to our audience today. You want to start? Shall I start? Go ahead. Well, my dear husband of 60 years is 81 years old now but amazing at 81, amazing. He is first and foremost God's man. And I give the Lord praise for that. He leads according to the direction of the Holy Spirit. And that makes all of the difference. He's a man of many talents and I remember very well, 60 years ago, hearing him play the piano so beautifully as we were in music school together. And he started at University of Michigan after attending Olivet College as a piano major. He transferred to University of Michigan where we met and became um, a major in music education, vocal music education. He became a father about a year after we were married as junior, I a junior and Larry a senior in college at University of Michigan. And that also was an adventure to begin um, being parents about a year after we were married. And he was a wonderful father from the beginning. He's a wonderful pianist, a wonderful vocalist, He was a conductor, a teacher first, and conductor in music education. Um, Lastly, uh, he he was the choral director at Eastern Michigan University, as well as teaching other subjects uh, to teachers who were not musicians, as well as those who were going to be uh, in music education themselves. He directed the university choir and and taught other uh, classes and subjects as well, which was always amazing to me, as well as being a wonderful father. Became the father of three children, two sons, David and Daniel, and our precious daughter, along with the precious sons, Amy Lynn. Since that time, the Lord has him wearing other hats. When we were about 35 years old and Larry was working on his doctorate, the Lord called him into the full-time ministry. And so he attended seminary while serving a student church at the same time before he had to serve the church before he uh, went to seminary. And that was quite a challenge. Larry is a man who faces challenge who takes action when God calls him to 
to take on a challenge, he acts upon it. And he is a wonderful husband. I didn't say that, but he was a husband first and wonderful from the beginning. We were young. He was 21 as, as a groom, and I was 19, and an immature 19, to add my own comments. And he has led our family along these 60 years in the many stages that, that we have been in. He's back full-time in the ministry, by the way, after retiring about five times or six times uh, back in 2020. When was it here? 20, uh, 2007. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's very active also in serving the Lord today. And I love him very much. <laughs> well, you know, um, God has his providential ways of moving and working, and we don't always realize that. And I didn't realize that when I met Cora at the University of Michigan and um, came to see how beautiful she was, how what a wonderful voice she was, she had and has. And um, so... Um, we got connected uh, singing in a chorus uh, for an opera. And, um, you know, I've said we, we sometimes are clueless about what God is doing because I believe that he brought this wonderful woman into my life knowing that there would be a day when he would call me into ministry and that not only would she be a wonderful wife, but a wonderful mother and a wonderful partner in ministry. And so she has many gifts and graces. She's served the Lord alongside of me. Uh, but even when I look back in my years of teaching at uh, junior high school and high school and college and university, she was always right there beside me. And when we were in Hastings, Amy, where you were born, um, many times students were over at our house. And so not only uh, were they connecting with me, but they were connecting with her. And uh, she's gone on to get her degree in biblical counseling. Uh, she's served in the public schools um, as an in-school suspension supervisor and also, <clears throat> excuse me, also in a special needs class. And she's been involved in Christian education in our churches. And um, <clears throat> uh, we've done music ministry together. The Lord has had that for us. And um, she's been, <clears throat> of all the things that I, I think about my precious wife, is that she is a wonderful woman of God's grace, that I see the Lord shining through her as we minister together, as she walks with each one in our family, and she has this wonderful capacity to pour out her love and uh, has given her grace and love to me as her husband and as a mother and as a grandmother, as uh, a pastor spouse who, alongside of me, we come to love our church families. And so I give praise and glory and honor for to the Lord for these 60 years and continuing this time. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's remarkable to me, even mm-hmm. though I know your stories, you know, that there are so many themes that are parallel in the way you both have honored the introduction of each other, you know, that you both had grace for one another. You were each other's um, biggest fan in a lot of ways, whatever you are doing. And I hear from so many couples and so many people, I just want to know we're on the same team, you know, and, and I think that what I hear is that that was always a part of your marriage and that you are agile. You know, that is the other theme that you have both been through um, many evolutions as God guided you to different areas of life together. But there were some things that stayed the same in the the anchor that your marriage was for each of you, you know, and um, that is so rare for those of you who uh, know some of scripture. There is a verse um, in Colossians 3.13 that says, bear and forbear. And um, that means that we forgive and um, we forgive again. I guess that's kind of a loose translation, but it is about forgiving and bearing with one another through all the different um, ways that we change, you know, and and, um, that can be everything from day to day things um, to bigger things, but it's having grace and space for the other to really explore who God is asking them to be. And I love that you both have set that example. They are also, um, you know, they they downplayed the fact that they are both professional level musicians and um, my dad, a, a concert level pianist. My mom has an extraordinary uh, lyrical soprano voice and they um, made music together and they continue to. They are um beyond description um, in their uh, faithfulness and excellence in parenting and in grandparenting. And um, I just want to honor that. And wherever my parents went, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, as I've said, in their wake was uh, uh, a multitude of souls forever changed by their presence because they not only lived at the highest level in their own lives and constantly striving to be their best. But they also called that out in everybody who sat under the blessing of their leadership. Um, Everybody from children in the children's choir to um, parishioners, to people even who repaired your cars. So, um, I, you know, as I was studying for our interview today, there's a famous quote that says, you know, diamonds achieve their brilliance under the pressure they endure. And I see before me a marriage that's celebrating a diamond jubilee um, and what an appropriate gemstone for um, what comes out of enduring through marriage. And right now, so many people are having to endure. So I just wonder if you could share um, some bits of wisdom, not only in what's helped you endure, because it is a daily decision, um, and also what you would just speak into the hearts of of people out there wanting to um, become a brilliant diamond in their own marriage. 
You know, as I've as I've stood before many couples through the years and have walked with them in preparation for marriage, and and we look at um, there are two things in a marriage service. The first question I ask of the, the man, will you have this woman to be your wedded wife, to live together in the holiest state of matrimony? Will you love her, comfort her, honor and keep her in sickness and in health and forsaking all others, keep you only unto her so long as you both shall live? And, and then when they give their vows, um, I take you to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, and to love and to cherish till death us do part. When I look at that, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to say, you know, you're up in front of everybody and um, you give those vows to each other. Uh, the challenge, of course, is to actually live them out. And, and that means uh, being intentional when challenges come um, to um, continue to love and care for one another and be there for one another. And, um, and that isn't always easy. And yet, if we keep that in mind in every day deciding I, I'm in this, I'm all in in this marriage, I'm here um, to love and to cherish. And, you know, Paul <clears throat> says to, um, he says in Ephesians 5, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then to husbands, he says, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That's a sacrificial kind of love. And, and while uh, that isn't always uh, an easy thing to do, yet when we do that, we find that the Lord honors and blesses the, us in, in that. And I think the other thing is truly to let Christ be the center of your marriage. And when he is, when he's the center of each of our lives, then he's the one who empowers and enables us to love in the way. You know, part of my, my prayer has been that uh, your mom would experience God's love through me. I ask him, love her through me. And, and that's a deeper kind of love than I'm able to give in my human capacity to love. Yes, and I certainly experienced that, honey. Hopefully you see that and we want others to also. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is, has happened along these 60 years, we didn't receive Christ as our Savior and Lord of our lives right away in our marriage. We were church goers and active in the church. It wasn't until Amy was just a little one, you were just a little one, honey, when we really committed our lives to Christ and decided that we weren't just going to be fans of his, but we were going to be followers. And, and of course, we don't do that purposely or, or perfectly. 
I do it purposely, but not perfectly. <laughs> but that is our goal. And uh, that truly uh, has kept us steady through this time. And you know, I think, go ahead. I just wanted to ask just a real practical question. For a lot of couples, they want that, and then they get stuck on, like, what does that look like day to day? You know, does that look like we have to have an hour of prayer together to make Christ the center? And so that might be really helpful for folks. Like, how did you how did you walk that out on an average Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we there's two parts of that. One, um, we always give each other a hug in the morning and we tell each other. We love you. I love you. That's how we begin. When we get out of bed and we're sometimes up up ahead uh, of your mom, and it doesn't really make any difference, but we that's always a part. That's a part of, the, seems like such a simple thing, but we put our arms around each other and say, I love you. And we mean it, you know, and so, and then, and then when we're going to have our breakfast together, we always spend some time in prayer, either holding hands or arms around each other. And, and we pray for each other, but we also pray for all of you who are precious to us in our family. And, and we seek God's guidance in how we pray for you. And then the other part of that, which I think is so important is our own personal journey with the Lord. You know, one of the things that, that um, I became aware of that, that earlier on in our, our journey with the Lord, that your mom was in a different place than I was, and that's not right or wrong. That's just, that's just where we were. And, and so we're, we're both on this journey, and that's so important. I spend time in prayer. She spends time in prayer. We spend time in the word. And sometimes as I'm doing that, I find the Lord is getting my attention about something. I sort of jokingly say, I'd rather have the Lord use a two by four than a six by six to get my attention about something, but it's in the word. So I think that what's important in in the practical side of that is one, that, that we are intentional of expressing our love to each other and being serious about it. Communication is such a key in understanding each other and reading uh, and not only listening to the verbal communication, but the nonverbals that tell me when something is going on that I need to be sensitive to. And, and so I think in that, it's, it's just so important to be intentional about expressing love to each other. Yes. Yeah. And forming those patterns that Dad was talking about, dear, and, and for you folks who are listening, um, early on in your marriage, Amy's grandma, Riddle, and I know Grandma Van Slambrook felt the same way, they talked about hemming the day in prayer. And it doesn't have to be a long time. Sometimes for those of you who are young moms or older moms with busy families going on, 
um, we are in a, in a different place in life where, where our children and grandchildren now are grown too. But it can be done. I remember Ruth Bell Graham made a comment in one of her writings, when my children were little, um, I did most of my praying on the fly. Mm -hmm. but, but it can be done and God understands. You know, the important thing is to stay in communication with him and with one another, with the children, and teach them the ways of the Lord. Um, raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So those simple words from the Bible have, have been a benchmark for mm -hmm. us as we go. So be encouraged. It isn't always something that takes an hour to sit down and do but to do it every day and then connect with each other and pray together. Yeah. I love that. And I love um, your consistency in that because that has been a choice. And I think one of the things I didn't even realize was one of those patterns in making Christ the center that I realized when I was um, grown and also working with couples and made part of my signature method with them was, um, you know, regularly feeding your marriage, you know, even it didn't matter what was happening. And, and there were some major challenges, you know, my beautiful mom is an amazing breast cancer survivor, you know, and, and you have weathered illnesses with your parents. You have weathered illnesses with your children. You have navigated, you know, numerous challenges with your ministry and churches in terms of helping congregations through things. And yet there were some hallmarks. Like my parents were always in marriage development. You know, you would go to retreats. You would go to workshops. You would go away to... Even if it was a hotel two miles away, it was that in that intentional time, like you mentioned, focused on each other. And I think what that provided for me as a daughter is that I never had the feeling that I was more important than your marriage. And I think that's so critical for children that that didn't feel marginalizing to me. That was a gift like it that felt secure as a child because I knew that your bond was strongest and we always felt like a priority, but we didn't feel like that, you know, you would put each other aside in favor of us as children. And I think um, that rigor in your marriage and reading books together and always growing as individuals and, um, I just see that as one of the anchors too, in not only in your example to us, but in your example to your churches, you know. You know, Amy, as you're, you're saying that, I'm, I'm just thinking about one, one of the things that I didn't mention and uh, is that uh, particularly in the intensity of, of ministry and, and doing those things that uh, your mom and I would be intentional about having a date with each other. And uh, I've recommended that to couples, you know, with their family and you're so focused on things, but just some time for them just doesn't have to be hours and hours even just going out and being intentional about just sitting across from each other, putting the phones away, not texting, just looking at each other eye to eye, 
and communicating with each other. And sometimes all of the pressures of life um, can so negatively impact that communication where you lose touch with each other and what's really going on. And, and we, we, and I, I think, you know, while I can look at ministry, but if there's other careers as well, where, you know, you get going along and, and suddenly you're both moving in some different directions and, and communication breaks down and other kinds of things. And so I think the intentionality of saying, we're just going to go have a date with each other and somebody can take care of the kids if they're there and uh, or if there's a grandma available, she's probably glad to come and have some time with the grandkids and, and just to go and talk and not talk about problems, just, just communicate with each other. And those things that you express to each other early on in your marriage and in your relationship continue to need to be importantly kept on the on the front of communication. Yeah. 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 So taking time to laugh together. And we found that as a family too, you know, we sort of have these special family um, memories, don't we, Amy, the of silly things or simple things or something that one of you kids would say and that we could all have fun with and not, not in a critical way at all, but we did laugh a lot as a family and we still do uh, at ourselves mm -hmm. lots of times too. <laughs> I say, I admit that anyway, <laughs> that's important too, that we, that's part of the Lord's plan. The yeah. word says laughter is good medicine. And yeah. so, yes, that, that's a habit or, uh, that we recommend. Well, I love that. And I love that that was part of our family legacy, you know, that um, that was also, I think, a part of what you imparted, not only to each other, because you honored that you weren't just marrying each other, you were marrying each other's families, and um, seeing the best in each other's families, but you also passed that along to us. And um, my audience knows, you know, I am I'm I'm not always a laugh a minute. I'm just a wee bit intense and um, like to have deep conversations. And, um, you know, maybe you have gleaned from this. My daddy and I would be up late. I would be the only child awake when we would take long family drives, asking him, you know, just small questions like the meaning of life as he was trying to just enjoy a bit of silence while everybody was sleeping. But um, I love that, that you're too personalities are such beautiful compliments to each other, you know, that it really has been a beautiful dance through 60 years together, flawless. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean that it was, that it was without, um, without intensity or difficulty, but I think that's why it has been so flawless. And um, for women, my mom is a stellar example of a wife who has been a support and um, my dad's biggest fan and um, always there, not only to support and lift him up, but also um, to be a strong best friend for him. 
never in a way that minimized him, but always in a way that allowed him to be maximized. And for you men listening, my father has always honored my mom and provided for our family and provided safety and provided a a strong base for our family by always seeking to be his best and truly loving sacrificially. Um, These are two individuals and I am admittedly incredibly biased and yet I have seen them praised this way by so many people. There could be no greater example of Christ's love um, for us than their love for each other. And I feel incredibly blessed and incredibly close to tears um, getting to celebrate this very special day with them and with all of you listening. Because I don't always bring you along into my personal life, and it is a blessing when I'm able to do so. So we need to do a marriage series. I've decided that. So let this just be the first installment for all of you listeners. Um, diamond lessons in marriage. But um, I wonder if as we're closing, because our time is drawing to a close, if you could share um, just what your parting diamonds would be for each of our listeners that um, you hope they take away from your story together. I would say decide to center your life in Christ and his ways that we learn from his word and and by being a part of listening and hearing what his plan is for our lives. Um, Applying that faithfully, making it intentional, as well as um, intentionally deciding that your marriage will be a blessing to each other and to your family and to others. You know, Amy, I I think, um, and it's not just at this age that I am, which seems a little surreal to me, but, um, you know, we can take every day so for granted and, and just kind of live it. And I, I think, you know, every day, if I can say something that's so important, remember, every day is a gift. We, we don't know what tomorrows we have. But when we think about every day, and I, I just, um, I think every day is a gift that I have with your mom. Um, to love her and care for her and, and for all in our family, for you and others. And, and it's, it's God's gift to us. And I, I think in that, my heart is then to live out that day to the best way that I can by God's grace and by his love and by his presence. And um, I think that that's so important to me. And, and I think if I could encourage uh, all that are listening, just say, you know, every day is a gift. And, and when you live it with that kind of intentionality, if I knew it was my last day today, would I live it any differently? And, and that's not a heavy, uh, sad kind of thing. I think it's an important perspective 
to have to say today is a gift and I'm going to live it and love my wife and be everything I can be for her and our family as well as for others. I would just encourage you to think about that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing everything you did today, for sharing everything that you will. Um, and just thank you for um, for your diamond to each of us and the gift of, of yourselves and your marriage. Um, because it really is so brilliant and so um, young, <laughs> young. We'll look forward to 60 more years. I've told them that already. <laughs> and so thank you all for listening. And I would love to hear from you. So please, if you feel so led, I would love to have your five-star review and your comments and subscribe to the show because there is more um, goodness like this coming to your way. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram. That is my favorite place to hang out. And I am the one in the messages actually responding to you. That isn't a bot or any assistant of mine. That is me. Um, and I just appreciate you celebrating this beautiful day with my parents and I and our family. I'm sending so much love and God bless. Remember, when you elevate your thinking, you elevate your life. And God is an elevated God. Thanks for listening to The Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.